Welcome to the Resurrection People podcast with Preston Sharp, pastor of Sacrament Church in Nashville, Tennessee, and curator of The Art of Preaching. Each week, we look at three readings from the Bible, drawn from the Revised Common Lectionary. Find more at theartofpreaching.substack.com. Welcome back to the Resurrection People podcast. We are on week two of this thing. Thank you to all of you that have given us a shout out and rated and reviewed and all that good stuff. Uh, This has been really, really fun. And today we are looking at our Old Testament reading for this coming week, Exodus 12, 1 through 14. This week we hear the story of Passover, which is really the central story of Israel and therefore a foundational story for us as Christians. We pick up the story where the children of Israel have been in captivity in Egypt God has brought plagues upon the Egyptian oppressors, which has revealed that he is the true God of the world and that all of the Egyptian gods in which they trusted are hollow and false. And even after all of it, though, God's people are still in Egypt. They still have not yet been rescued. It is at this point that God gives his people a meal, a party, a way of celebrating He gives them a prescription for how they are to celebrate. But we're left with a question, what are they celebrating? (laughs) Because in the story, the rescue has not yet occurred. Well, I think it's significant that God gives them the celebration before the event actually happens. They are told how to celebrate their liberation before they're actually liberated. Imagine that for just a minute. Imagine you were given a command. God gave you a command. Gather with your friends and family. Set aside a good time on that particular day. Get a birthday cake. Sing the birthday song. Prepare the gifts. But there's not a person born yet. (laughs) This shows us that God is as concerned about how we celebrate as he is about the event itself. Why? Because God is just as interested in forming a delivered people as he is in deliverance. As Christians, God is just as concerned about us becoming resurrection people as he is the resurrection. The celebration of the Passover is the call to remember. But this word often gets lost in translation. The language of remembering is not like recalling or hearkening back. It's not just kind of scratching your head and thinking in your mind if you can recall a particular event. It's not like somebody standing before a witness stand who's asked a question and says, I cannot recall. (laughs) To remember is to do something different. It's to enter into that reality, the reality of the event, in such a way as to be reconstituted as the people of God thereby. So for ancient peoples, remembering was as much physical and emotional as it was mental. Passover is not just hearing a story as if it were an intellectual exercise. It is enacting that story, living into that story. God is calling his people for all generations to regularly step back into the story. Many rabbis throughout history have believed that when you step back into the Passover story, it is just as if you were there in the first place. 
As Christians, we affirm that in Jesus, there is a new exodus, not only from Egypt, but from the slavery of sin and death. The resurrection has happened, and God is interested in forming a resurrection people. This is perhaps why habits are so important in our faith. Every Sunday when we gather for worship, it's like a little Easter Sunday, celebrating Christ's resurrection. Every time we approach the table, we are living into the reality of Christ's death for us. We step into the event and we are changed. Now, it is strange for us to hear about this practice of placing blood on the doorpost, which God commands the people to do. There's about to be a terrible catastrophe, killing of the firstborn throughout Egypt. And the blood on the door marks this as a home that God can pass over. This also might confuse us for another reason. Wait, isn't God all-knowing? Shouldn't he know which houses are Israelite houses? Why do the houses need to be marked? Well, we can't come up with quick answers for these questions. But for some reason, God prefers this practice. There has been a movement on behalf of Pharaoh and the Egyptian leaders that is anti-creational. It goes against God's plan and God's purposes for the world and the harmony of the world. The oppression of the Israelites is for that reason. And so their movement in that direction has really allowed a lot of anti-creational forces at work in the world. God is active. God is working to preserve his people. We don't know how all of the details play out but we do know that God will be faithful to his people. The practice of placing blood on the doorposts was also formative for God's people. They are reminding themselves of who they are. God surely knows which one of them are part of his people. But this practice of marking themselves, self-identifying, is saying this is our identity. This is who we are. They reassure themselves that God will work on their behalf and they will be safe. This is also a tangible action of resistance against Egyptian power and the Egyptian gods. Now notice, in addition to remembrance, we see from the story that God's people are also shaped by running. Yes, running. The children of Israel are preparing to run from slavery and to God's promise for them. So the meal that God gives them is a meal in a hurry. And you see that from all the details. It's like fast food. Everything that they do in the meal is to remind themselves this is a hurry up meal because we are headed towards our liberation. Now there's a difference between a meal that you pick up on the road and a meal that you sit down and eat to mark a special event in someone's life. Well, this meal is both a special event and a meal in a hurry at the same time. The command says to tuck your cloak in your belt. So your feet need to be exposed and ready to run. And notice Israel is to eat with staff in hand, presumably standing up because there's no furniture around. In fact, chairs were not common among the Israelites as they were for the Egyptians. They were a sign of luxury. So the Egyptians had lavish furniture and they always... Uh, reclined, but furniture played almost no role in the daily life of the wandering tribes of Israel because tribes never stayed in one place long enough to require permanence. Now, God is telling them, his people, to practice this way of celebrating 
so that for generations you will remember your deliverance. That means when things get mundane or difficult, you still need to practice this way to remind yourself that you are part of a people who were quickly delivered from bondage. There is an urgency here. God is the one who delivers you because of his great love. So be ready for that. Thanks for listening to the Resurrection People podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out. You can hear full sermons at sacramentchurch.com and find out more at theartofpreaching.substack.com.